Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right. Here I am today. Damon Gilbert reporting for duty, sir. Uh, today we're going to talk about, and this is the third part in my three-part series, about Joe Biden. Yes, that wonderful individual who is running the country at this particular, well, he is the head of the, uh, I guess, the cabal. He may not be the head, he's the figurehead, you know what I mean? The guy you trot out every once in a while. Just to show that he, you, you want him, everybody to believe that he's in charge, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. A guy that with dementia is in charge of the country and is dealing with Russia as we speak. That could get really ugly. But I don't think it's going to. That's another story completely. I don't think anything's going to happen tomorrow. That's what they keep saying. Or no, I think it's today. Today's the day he's going to invade. That was the day. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, that has not happened yet. So is today, let's see, today would be their evening, right, in Ukraine. Let's see if we can find anything on that news today. I bet we don't. That would be my guess. Ah, let's see. The world. Let's check it out right quick. No, not a single word, okay? Not a single word about it. So I guess we're, I guess that's not going to happen. So Jake Sullivan, our genius, who is the foreign foreign uh, uh, what is he foreign secretary? No, secretary of national security. Yeah, uh, he's in, he's he's not on top of his game apparently. Uh, I, I mean I think that's a good thing that we're not inv- you know that Russia's not invading, but I don't think Russia's going to invade. So anyway, we'll get back to this. This is the secret life of Joe Biden. I want to go over some stuff with you. Just to give you an update, give you kind of an insight. I've been doing some research on this. This guy's not who he, he says he is. Okay. Now, first I want to start off with, in, it, it was a classic episode of Seinfeld. And if you're a Seinfeld, a Jerry Seinfeld fan, you probably remember this particular uh, episode. It was an episode when Jerry was dating a police officer, a, a girlfriend of his. And he had lied about seeing, you know, being a, fan of Melrose Place, and she didn't believe him. She said, I, we, we could put you on the polygraph and see if you're, you're lying. And he agrees to it, and he goes to his best friend, George, who is a pathological liar and can do it without even batting an eye, and asks him, how, how, can you teach me how to do that? And I believe George said, it's like saying to Pavarotti, teach me to sing like you. He said, I can't do it. Okay, that's, that's some talents can't be taught. But he does tell Jerry at one point, just as he's leaving, he says, Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. Okay, well, that pretty much sums up Joe Biden's uh, hard scrabble Pennsylvania life that he always likes to talk about. When he tells his folksy tales about growing up in Pennsylvania and the things he did, uh, it, it's basically a Walter Mitty kind of episodes of delusion, okay? 
None of this is true. None of it. Okay. Now, it wasn't long ago, Biden told a story. Uh, I think he was at Dartmouth, if I'm not mistaken. He may have been doing a graduation. I'm not sure. But he told a story of a, uh, a Navy captain who had rappelled down a steep ravine in the mountains of Kunar province. Okay, this is in Afghanistan. In an unsuccessful bid to rescue his comrade. All right. An, umna- an, in- uh, excuse me, an unnamed general had uh, then asked the vice president to fly to Afghanistan and personally pin the Silver Star on the captain. And so they said, uh, and now here's, here's where it really gets ignorant. He says, and this is a quote by Biden, and everybody got concerned of vice president going up in the middle of this, a fearless Biden recalled. But we can lose a vice president. We can't lose many more of these kids. Not a joke is what he said. Well, here's the funny part. He's, well, that's not the funny part, but he's, he's also told stories about being shot at during his trip to the green zone in Iraq. Okay. That was in 2007. He says, then he tells a story about pinning this medal on this naval officer. And he, he, he goes on, he says, God's truth. My word is a Biden, the former president or senator said. He said, the Navy officer stood at attention. As I went to pin it on him, he said, Sir, I don't want a damn thing. Do not pin it on me, sir. Please, do not do that. And after that, Joe said, he died. He died. Okay? Well, first of all, Biden never visited Kanar. Never did. And he had never been shot at by anyone. Because believe me, there would be a record of it at some point. So he lied about his trip to Kanar and the naval officer. And he also lied about being shot at. They have no... They have no record of this, all right? Now, the problem is, what they do is, they they try to say that he misremembered, or he he conflated details. Well, that's funny, because as far as I'm concerned, as far as my parents were concerned, and the the way my mom and dad uh, categorized things, that's a blatant out lie. I mean, there's no other way you can look at that. You can say misremembered, conflated, distorted. There's all kinds of words you use, but lie is the main one, okay? This guy is a liar. Nothing he has done has been the truth, okay? Now, he's going to try and tell you that he was, he, he, uh, when he was 17, he participated in set-ins to desegregate restaurants and movie houses. Well, Biden was 17 and 59. So it's probably unlikely, and there is no evidence, that he participated in any sit-ins anywhere, okay? And also, he he claims that uh, he was one of the nation's greatest civil rights lawyers, okay? It says, during one congressional hearing, Biden told the civil rights activists that, and this is a quote by Joe Biden, Joe Biden was a lawyer who did work in the black community, represented the Black Panthers, at the time they were burning down my city. Joe Biden did neither of these things. Again, a total fabrication. A lie. Okay? I know that that's a three-letter word to a politician. They don't like to hear that. But it is a lie. L-I-E. Okay? Now, he, he was a friend of Strom Thurmond. Okay? He was a, he was a uh, uh, I believe a, he, he called himself a student of, 
of Bird from West Virginia who was who was in the KKK. All right. Now, it, it, he also okay. Let's move on. That, that's just that's just the the latest stuff. All right. He tells everybody that he's got a much higher IQ than usually anybody he's talking to. Okay. He says I. He he told one guy I said uh, in the '98 campaign that he had a much higher IQ than you do. Yeah, which is really classy act. Well, here's the funny part. Biden he he uh he, he tries to tell the story that he had attended law school on a full academic scholarship. That's not true. And then he finished in the top half of his class. Okay, and then he won all these awards. Well, first of all, he didn't atten- attend Syracuse Law School on a full academic scholarship. He didn't finish in the top half of his class. He was actually 76th out of 85. And he hadn't won any awards. Okay? And he also tells the story that he graduated with three, degree, three degrees. Okay? When in actuality, he, he uh, graduated with a single BA. All right? So that statement is mainly. Anything he says about that is actually untrue. All right. Now, during the ninety-eight race or eighty-eight race, he was he was uh, uh, accused of plagiarism. Now, this is during a presidential race. Okay. He's he's only forty-six years old, and he engaged in one of them might be the most blatant act of plagiarism in national political history. He actually pinched an entire speech from a British Labour Party leader named Neil Kinnock. Yeah. He actually stole parts of uh, stories and speeches from Hubert Humphrey and John and Robert Kennedy. Okay. Now, you don't get any lower than stealing someone else's word. For instance, I'm not taking claim for anyone. I'm just saying right now. These are actually, I'm reading these excerpts out of stories that I've read that you may not get a chance to. So I'm really not saying anything. I'm not, I'm not plagiarizing anyone. I'm actually reading this. This is actually a story from, what is it? A David Hershey, I guess it is. Uh, from the National Review. But anyway, the point is, but this guy is a scumbag, okay? He tries to tell a story. Not only does he, he try to paint himself as some high IQ individual, he tries to pawn himself off as a poet while he was... Now that he, he, he composed poetry while he was toiling in the coal mines. And playing football. Now, mind you, this guy got four deferments to get out of the Vietnam War. Okay? Four. Four deferments. Now, this isn't in this story, but it, he, he got at least four. And they're all based on asthma. Okay? They're saying that he, he had too much asthma to be able to uh, serve in the military. Yet, he played football every year during his college uh, uh his college uh, education. Isn't that interesting? Now, what would you call that if you found that out about Donald Trump? What, what would the left call that? They'd call that a coward. Somebody who ducked 
And, and, and Trump did get deferment. There's no doubt about it. Everybody was looking for a deferment back then. But the point is, you can't go in and tell me you're some kind of a brave guy when you, when you got four deferments and you still found it in your, you know, your, the ability to play football, okay? Then he goes on and tells about his ancestors that grew up in the mines of Scranton. Um, evidently, he had a great-grandfather who worked in a mining company. You know, we're still, people are still waiting for him to confirm that, okay? Because his grandfather was a state senator in Pennsylvania. His dad was a successful used car salesman. You know, it, it's not like this guy was down and out. Okay, now his middle class this 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 BS he tells you about it is a fantasy as well. I mean, this guy he he tells a story about taking a business class train, which costs nearly as much as a uh, a plane fare from Washington to Wilmington every day. Okay, now that and like this story says, it isn't like exactly like riding a covered wagon to the hinterland, right? In real life, Joe pays twenty thousand dollars a month. Now this was while he was a senator. $20,000 a month for a, a place in McLean, Virginia that could comfortably fit four families. And that's when he isn't slumming in his $2.7 million, 4,800 square foot vacation house in, uh, on the beach. Okay. Now, Joe tells lies about everything. He's been everything from a truck driver to a coal miner. Uh, he's a poet. Uh, he finished in the top half of his class. He finished uh, college with four degrees. Nothing this man says is the truth. Not a single word. Anytime Joe Biden speaks, you can bet it's a lie. Now, I'm not going to talk about Joe anymore at length because this should sum it up for everyone. This man cannot be trusted. He stole. His, his party, his minion, the cabal, uh, the New World Order, whatever you want to call it, they stole this election in 2020, and they put this puppet at the head of the table. Okay, He makes no decisions. He's, he's probably barely even conscious half the time. And I'm sure that in Joe's world, things look completely different than the way I just stated them. But it's pretty hard to argue with the fact. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, middle class Joe, just like George Costanza, I guess it's not a lie if you believe it, right? So, anyway, that's all I got on Joe today. We will talk again. Uh, we'll, I'll be back real quick with the news that you may, that you do definitely need to know. Okay, I'll be right back. If you think he's crazy, then what do we consider the rest of the world? You're listening to the Average Joe Podcast with Damon Gilbert. All right, here we go. This is a the news you need to know on February 16th. Uh, let's see, Truth Social is going to take off, I believe, on February 21st. Uh, first post was actually put out by uh, President uh, Trump, and it said, Time for some truth. Get ready. So I guess on President's Day, it sounds like uh, Trump's going to start up his, what, it, what is it called? True Social. That's what it is. So be interesting to see what that is, what that turns out to be. I'm kind of excited about that. We'll see, uh, see if it gives uh, Twitter and you know, Facebook a uh, run for their money. It may, because Facebook is actually on its way out. 
those Twitter, they're losing uh, clients like crazy. The alt media or the new media is taking over. I mean, places like Rumble, Getter, uh, Daily Motion, places like that. You really need to look into that because Facebook is going to become a thing of the past. Ah, uh, let's see. Number two, Republicans hold a 12-point lead in a generic battle uh, ballot around the country. 12 points. 12 point lead. Yes. Now, does that mean it will hold until November? Uh, not necessarily. But 12-point lead's going to be pretty hard to come back from for the Democrats. It really is. They've had some bad, bad luck here lately. Uh, most of it's been their own fault, by the way. It, it, really, it really has nothing to do with how well the Republicans are doing. It has, it has more to do with how bad the Democrats are doing. Because it's still the Republicans to lose. It's still, it's still up to them to lose this. And believe me, there's no guarantee they won't. All right. Uh, number three. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. No, no reaction to the Clinton probe and treason uh, in mainstream media. The only one that actually did mention it was MSNBC. But they did that just to mock everybody who was, who was uh, interested in this. No matter that it could be bigger than Watergate, that shows what kind of a, I guess, what kind of a company MSNBC actually is. They're, it's ridiculous. I mean, this Sussman, the guy that's actually being accused right now, and is actually looking at some jail time. He's actually asking the court to strike the allegations of, uh, you know, the Trump collusion phony story, uh, the one that they created. They're, they're, he's trying to get that, that uh, stricken from the, uh, the, the court proceedings because he's trying to say that it would taint the jury pool, which is nonsense. If they find out this is true, and they have, they say, <clears throat> undisputable proof that this actually took place, this is going to be one of the biggest stories that no one paid any attention to in history. It really is. And had this happened 30 years ago, that's all they'd be talking about right now. Yeah. Especially if it happened to a Republican. Oh my God. If this had happened to Trump and they found out that he was spying on Clinton, that's all you'd hear about. All you'd hear about. Now, Hillary Clinton's not talking at all about this. He's ignoring all questions about it. And so is the press secretary of the current administration. When they're asked about it, they move on. They say, well, we refer you to the Department of Justice. Yeah, that's true, but we'd like to know what you think about it. No, they're not, they're not doing that. Not touching it with a 10-foot pole. So you can, you know the old saying, believe nothing until it's officially denied. All right? So they're basically officially denying this. I mean, they haven't come out and said that, but you can tell by the actions. They don't want to talk about it. They want to act like it. They hope it goes away. Well, it's not going to. It's not. It's not. It's like a snowball rolling down a hill. It's just not going to. An avalanche. This is going to come back to bite them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number four, Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. He's being accused of sexual misconduct at ABC. And that's what CNN is using as the excuse for firing him. Okay. Apparently, he sexually assaulted uh, a woman in 2011. And she reported it. And ABC didn't do anything about it. So... She could actually probably sue ABC for this very thing. Yeah, sounds like. So, and speaking of CNN, CNN hit its, hits historic lows 
after scandal-filled year. Okay, their average total day viewer was 444,000. That's the worst since 2015. Oh, and let me think. What was going on in 2015? Let me think. Oh, that's right. It was the campaign for president of the 2016 election. And Trump was involved. Isn't that amazing? How did that work? And what did Trump say? What did Trump say when, it, if it wasn't for him, CNN would go broke? Well, again, I hate to keep saying it, but Trump was right again. Okay? Now, also, there were a couple other things that happened. Airports took him off the air in the, uh, uh, within the, within the uh, airport, you know, inside the, inside the airport, you know, where you got the, 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 the TV going all the time. They dumped them. So that hurt them, too, because I think they counted that in their averages of how many people were watching. But just to give you an idea, Jake Tapper, who's probably the number one guy right now, he's only pulling in 663,000 people. Just to give you an example of how bad that is, he's actually beat by ancient aliens on the History Channel and Real Housewives of Orange County on Bravo. Okay? That's how bad it is. Now, these, this, these scandals are just killing them. I mean, you got Chris Cuomo's fired. Originally, they said it was because he was, help, he was using CNN uh, resources to try to protect his brother, the governor. And now they're coming out and saying, no, we fired him because of sexually, uh, a sexual assault he committed back in uh, 2011, which he's, you know, he's being uh, accused of. But he's, he's suing them for, what, $60 million? This should be interesting. Uh, yeah, two producers fired because of sexual abuse of minors. Jeff Zucker resigns because of a, he did not report a, uh, Jeff Zucker is the president of CNN. He resigned just out of the clear blue because he had not informed, I guess, HR about a relationship that he had with this Allison Ghost. And she ended up resigning today. As a matter of fact. So, again, CNN was once again in the news. So, uh, I want to get into this Durham probe as well. So, tomorrow we're going to talk about the 11 implications of the Durham probe that threatened to undermine Biden. And it's going to be very interesting stuff. You may want to listen to that tomorrow. Because this all makes sense. And believe me, they are absolutely terrified about this. Biden is doing his utmost to try to get a war or a conflict of some kind started in Ukraine so that he can take your eye off of this because this is going to hurt him. I mean, because people that were involved in this scandal are actually working for him now. So anyway, we'll get into that tomorrow. Ah, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yes, that's right. Biden's approval in 46 states is 43% average. In 46 states, it's averaging 43%. That is a disaster. In swing states, he's 30%. That would be Arizona, Florida, and Georgia. Those three you have to have and win to win the presidency. You just have to. There's no getting around it. You have to win Arizona, Florida, Georgia. Also, Florida and, well, also Ohio. 
that's another one and pennsylvania but you know those aren't the, the big ones but when you're 30 percent in arizona florida and georgia your days are numbered you do not have a mandate of any kind you are what would be considered and what would be called a lame duck president just just inside well just outside of a year in office that's how bad this guy is now independents people like me who vote with a common sense uh you know i guess a common sense view of the world independence he's polling at 23 percent that's like zero okay 23 percent i well no i take that back joe manchin's west virginia he's polling at 16 percent so i guess there is something lower than 23 but actually that's about as bad as it gets okay that's about as bad as it gets uh number eight let's see biden uh misery index on the rise um as americans are pessimistic about the country's future that never bodes well for a president either when a misery index shows it's on the rise that means more americans are have a gloomy outlook on their future and are pessimistic pessimistic that's bad that's really bad really bad 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 yeah so his administration, I guess if you would compare it to an airplane, we're going down in a tailspin. That, it doesn't mean we're going to crash, but we're certainly not moving forward. We're moving down, and we're not. It, it's a bad thing. And, and, I, and again, if you know of any Democrats who are friends of yours, be sure and mention this to them. Ask them, ask them what they think. Because remember, as I said before, they wanted this. Remember, you wanted this. This is the guy you wanted. Now, I, I know there's a lot of buyer's remorse out there, but at the end of the day, you still wanted this guy. You thought he was better than Orange Man. Yeah, so I don't know what to tell these people. Buyer's remorse is a thing that there's not much you can do about it after you make the purchase. Uh, let's see, number nine. Speaking of Biden, uh, the Biden and Democrats' eye suspending of the 18 cent federal gas tax. Now, does that make sense? I truly don't believe it does because you use that for infrastructure. That's what most of that money is spent on. Now, they're, they're talking about suspending it for a short period of time. 18 cents per gallon is not going to help anyone. Okay, not when the price has doubled in the last year. 18 cents is a joke. Okay, now, We'd rather do that instead of boosting production. That's what they would rather do. Instead of going out and finding more oil, becoming energy independent, which we technically were during the Trump administration, we'd rather just suspend the 18 cents federal gas tax because he's figuring that's going to kill the next president. Because this kind of stuff doesn't, it doesn't have an immediate effect. It has an effect later on down the line. These people are idiots. Anybody that thinks this is a good idea is a moron, okay? Is a moron. Uh, number 10, this is the big one. And I, 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 I tell you, I, I don't even know how, what kind of thought process went into this. I really don't. Uh, gunmaker Remington agrees to pay $73 million to the Sandy Hook massacre victim's family. Now, first of all, not like I endorse school shooting. Not what I'm saying. 
I'm not saying that this was a good thing. I'm not saying it was fake. I don't know the story. Because the story, the official story, I don't believe is true. Were people killed? Absolutely, I think they were. But at the end of the day, the Sandy Hook story is suspect. Okay? Now, having said that, why would Remington pay anyone? You're admitting fault here. Who gave them this advice? No one's even talking about Sandy Hook right now. It's not in the news. Why would you be doing this? Why would you agree to pay them $73 million? I know Sandy, the, these families had sued Remington. It doesn't mean you're going to win. Well, I mean, the gun was not responsible. It was this kid who got the gun and shot the kid. That's who's responsible for this. Not the weapon, not the tool itself. What are you going to do from now on? You know how many, you know how many claw hammer murders there are in the United States in a year? You would be surprised. It's in the hundreds. Now, does each and every one of those person, people have the ability to sue the hammer manufacturer? This makes no sense. It really doesn't. Because all it's going to do, it's going to, to create a precedent that future people will use. They're going to sue the gun manufacturer. I mean, why would Remington do this? I don't understand this. I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more. They actually filed for bankruptcy at one point. I don't know where they're coming up with the $70 million, and I don't know why they're agreeing to pay this. Because you are admitting fault. Okay? Remington did nothing but make a tool. That's all they did. Shouldn't the person who used the tool incorrectly be the one that pays? Or who is responsible? And that's where it should end. Because what are you going to do next? Are you going to sue the concrete company who poured the concrete that built that the building that Remington created these 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 weapons inside? Are you going to sue the, the that company? How about the people who wired the the uh, building in the manufacturing place for the Remington gun? You're going to sue him too? I, this makes no sense, and and I I, I really hate it when. These big companies cave like this. Again, these victims' families, I, I have all the sympathy in the world. I really do. It, it's a horrible thing what happened. But I don't think that the person or the company who created the tool should be held responsible for how someone uses that tool. I just don't think that's true. I don't think that's right. Because in this world, Apparently, we're always looking for someone to blame. And that's, and that's fine. There was someone to blame. It was that kid who, who actually did this. Or the family for allowing that child to get a hold of this gun. But at the end of the day, I don't think Remington's actually at fault. I, I'm going to look into this some more because I want to know why they thought it was a good idea to pay the families this kind of money. I really don't understand it. So anyway, we'll get back with that. I'm going to look that up and do a little research on that, and I will get back with you. All right? Well, you guys have a good day, and it is February 16th, and Joe Biden is still the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. 
As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong. 